January 17th, 2018. It's episode 44, Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan here with Bob Nastanovich, and that's Mr. Ghost. How you doing, Bob? Mr. Ghost real fired up about this shit. Yeah. He's he's ready for he's ready for it. He's he, we haven't uh, we haven't heard from Mr. Ghost too much lately, but I'm glad he's back in full force. Let's get right into it. You got of course, but like I tap him. Yeah, uh, you got one. We're, we're going to start off with one of your tunes. Are we? Yeah, unwound. Mr. Ghost's oh, theme song. Yeah. Nervous energy. We'll play it and then we'll talk. Right. Yeah.
Almighty Unwound right there. Oh, uh, that was the they were the kingpins of the uh, Washington State rock scene. Yeah, heavy in heavy, the nineties. Heavy stuff. Yeah, that was their debut LP on Kill Rock Stars Fake called Fake Train. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. I saw them, oh God, I don't even know how many times I saw them live, but they were f- always a fantastic live show. I think the first time I saw them was before that album came out in San Francisco when they opened They opened for the beat happening. And uh, I think... Prospect of Follow must have been like walking on hot holes. Yeah, and Pansy Division played too. Uh, how were they? How were they? They were fun. I mean, that was yeah. like a just an odd... You know, I mean, geez, you've got you've got a pop band who does like pro gay rights songs. Then you've got Unwound who does that kind of heavy rock sludge, you know, bludgeon stuff. And then you've got Beat Happening who does these kind of light, you know, just guitar and drums with like what sounded like Lurch from the Adams Family singing lead vocals. You know, it was just like a very cool, very odd, very interesting show. And and it was at an, a, a warehouse. It was very cheap, uh, like five bucks to get in. And there was like no stage. The band played at the same height that the, the audience was. And everybody just like kind of crowded around and had fun and enjoyed the music. Do you remember where you were in San Francisco? Uh, it might have been in Oakland, actually. It might have been across the bay. I can't even remember. I bet. I bet if I looked, I bet the internet might be able to help us out. And I'm guessing. Well, we're not worried about internet help. <laughs> I'm guessing it was like ninety-one, ninety-two. Uh, but then, of course, after I uh, graduated college in ninety-three, I moved up to the Northwest and saw Unwound play, God, I don't know how many times I saw them play up there, but all the time. Every every time Unwound was in Eugene or in Portland, I made sure I went, because they were... Well, they ripped it. They, they ripped were fantastic it. fantastic live. They were fantastic. I saw them a bunch of times. Yeah. I saw them when I went out and tour managed a band called Huggy Bear from England. Sure. And they were opening for, for the Frumpies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, thankfully, Unwound... Played a few gigs on that tour, and whew, Sarah Lund, Chicken Drum, Justin Trosper, yeah, whoa, Vern, Vern Rumsey, whoo, yeah. yeah, proper, proper, uh, proper Pacific Northwest three piece, but like absolutely, yeah, yeah, they'll get their just due. I they, they kind of already have been. They've been getting a lot of um, well deserved attention. All right, I'm going to keep it in the 90s. I'm going to play another band. A lot of emo core tonight. A lot of emo core. I guess, was... kind of. No, not really. I don't know. I wouldn't call these guys emo core, these guys, this guy. Because in the early 90s, in the mid-90s, the Mountain Goats was just a pseudonym for one guy, which was John Darnielle. Of course, now they're more of a proper band. But when I got into them in probably like 93, 94 especially... Um, they were uh, really just John on a four track in his guitar singing songs and doing his thing and uh, you know I mean I think I bought uh, a few of their seven inches I bought the Ajax Zopilot Zopilot I don't even know how to say it machine 
record. Actually, I'm going to play a couple songs, if you'll indulge me. I'm going to play a couple songs from that record. Um, I'll play a more kind of like fast one, and then I'll play a slower one, because uh, that's really kind of what got me into the Mountain Goats. Just really good songs. I I would say at it on his best day, right up there with Sebado, Lou Barlow, a lot of the pavement stuff. You know, I mean, for me, early '90s, the Mountain Goats were as big in my mind as Pavement, Sebado, Super Chunk, those bands. So I don't know if you were ever a fan. Let's play it and then we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one's uh, this one's this one's going to going to Georgia from Zopilot, Zo Zopilot, I don't know even how you say it, Zopilot Machine. <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, I think this was 93 as well, Mountain Goats. John Darnell. Yeah. Indulge me while I play another one, huh? Yeah, of course, yeah. All right. This one's the same that, album. That one, that was terrible, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Same, same album. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go with uh, Grendel's Mother. There you go. Of this lonesome hill, and you can 
all the way to Singapore But I will carry you home in my teeth In the great hall you drink red wine You chew meat off the bone I beat down the new path to the castle I come naked and alone my son on beer, I burned the wreath. Fire overhead, water underneath. You can stand up or you can run. You and I both know what you've done. And I will carry you home. I will carry you home. I will carry you home in my teeth. Not a fan of the Mountain Goats, Bob. Well, I just think to compare them to like uh, what did you say, Silver Shoes and Sebado? Uh, I said Pavement and Sebado. Well, you know, hey, look, man, I'm talking about my own personal experience. I'm not necessarily saying everybody should think this way. I'm just talking about me in the early '90s listening to music and and the type of stuff I listened to and what I was focused on and what I was buying and playing. For me, they right, were. but isn't the band like kind of built on his poetry? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's maybe. I don't really know. Like, there are people that obviously. You tell like, me. I've never listened to them. I know? mean, they're like, they're. Uh, kind of thing. I don't mean to be like be argumentative, but like that's part of the three tongue spot. Yeah. No. It's it's we're playing stuff. We're talking about stuff. I mean, for me, it was just like good short. Well written songs that were, uh, you know, I mean, you might take, I mean, there, there's, there's kind of it, in like the Bob Dylan vein or something. I, like, I, I, I guess, I mean, but, but simple to the point, like no frills. It was just him and a four track and an acoustic guitar and his songs with his lyrics, which you may or may not like. You know, I mean, you could separate the song and the melody and the music from the lyrics, but it was. It was, I mean, that last song was about Beowulf. It's about Grendel. <laughs> the uh, so you gonna be like kind of well read to understand it? I guess I don't know. Maybe it was the English lit. To me, it's like like caterwauling. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, look, he's not not the greatest singer in the world. But then again, I think a lot of the bands. Oh, like, nor any of the bands yeah. that you mentioned that you compared him to. Right, right. I don't know. It's just like. It was that whole. Believe idea. me, like you know, I've been in bands with like singers that couldn't sing, and and they, you know, I thought they sang quite well, but like for sure, for sure, and it was that whole idea that um, anybody, anybody with the songs and the equipment could do it. You know, you didn't need to study, you didn't need to go to school, you could just 
record your records, put out your own records? Well, no, I understand the spirit of DIY. I know you we do. sort of love the show with Unwound. It's right. Like, yeah. Right, the purest spirit of DIY, the, the first first artists on Kill Rock Stars, you know. That's right. Very much a DIY label. Absolutely. So anyway, that's that's for me, and you know, your mileage may vary, sir, but uh, for me, they were a <laughs> huge part of my early 90s music listening experience. Uh, well, I miss them. I miss them. That's okay. It's okay. Or that dude, what's his name? John Dar- John Darnell. John Darnell, yeah. Um, I think he's well. So he started in Southern California, in the Inland Empire. You know, like I don't know, Claremont area, and the whole shrimper scene with Refrigerator and you know Dennis from Dennis Kalachi and um, his brother. You know, running that label. Who's very involved in that scene. I think he's now living in. North Carolina, and they're they're a big band these days. I mean, they had got on Four AD, and they 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 put out some records that actually were semi bona fide indie hits. But uh, but yeah, semi bona fide. What does that mean? I don't know, man. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> Anyways, I'll take you to, to some se- semi bona fide music <laughs> from uh, London, <laughs> and I'm not killing this show. Yeah, yeah, this show isn't dead yet. No. Okay, so Marty, we're going to try to kill this show. Kill it's a new it. angle. Don't kill it. Okay. Kill it. Don't kill it. We're going to keep it running because Lord <laughs> knows I've shut her down three or four times with technical difficulties. Keep it running, man. Yeah. How's it running now? What Is do you got? Right? We're running Can you good. Hear me? We're running great. Yeah. We're, we're, okay, yeah, well, God's sakes. We're rocking well, it. Well, they're going to play some Gazelle Twins, some music from the last five or six years, Antibodies. Fantastic. London Freakazoid. London Freakazoid. Elizabeth Bernholz. Till 
Gazelle. Gazelle Twin. Gazelle Twin, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Bernholz. Originally from Brighton. The London Dark Side. So... That was like 2014, but like she's still going strong. I don't know what to make of that. That's like musical robot stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it is weird, man. Like I'm still starting to figure it out. She like does everything like in a blue hoodie. Yeah. With her like face covered. Is it and, like, like it's laptop music? I don't even know how she does it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how she does it. To be honest with you, but like you know. it's... Yes, to me it's like a dark side London freak scene. Like yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. Who knows? I could, yeah. I could imagine there's, you know, some freaky live performances going on with that. I don't even know. I don't. I, I don't I left, even know. How that I'm, goes I'm live. somewhat like, speechless, it, it, man. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going antibody. Antibody. That was that was uh, that was cool. I, I, you know, again, a little speechless, but that was good. <laughs> it was good. I'll yeah, let's make the show creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creeping me out, man. Yeah, it's like you gotta go, like gotta scare the kids off the deck on Halloween. <laughs> One thing I was a concept I was thinking of recently is like, why isn't Halloween as much as a as it is a beloved holiday, right? Yeah, yeah. Why don't they celebrate Halloween at the end of the last day of every month? Right. Well, you know, I mean. Jeez, I don't know. I've got I've got a four year old, and he watches like you know the Elmo Christmas, where Elmo wished Christmas were every day, and everybody got tired of it. So maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Well, no, the thing is, nobody gets no adults get tired of Halloween. Yeah, but if it were every month, you might. Well, let's tire them out. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, I gotta yeah, buy more take... candy to hand out to these damn kids. Okay. No, it's no kid. No kids come on my front porch. <laughs> what do you got? Like at your house? I don't know. In Flushing. Not too many. Not We're not going to go suburban, but like, make the last day of every month a Halloween party. That would be that would be fun. And play Gazelle Twin. There you go. So tell me about how did you get into Gazelle Twin? Where did you hear about them? Her? Uh, how did you discover? I know, like five years ago, like I was looking at like uh, I was trying to listen to more music, right? Yeah. Trying to like. Like get into things that were happening, mm-hmm. right? Because like I realized for to be years hit. that I hadn't paid much attention to music. You're, you're trying to be like a, a few years ago. You were like a 45 year old man trying to be hip. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like looking at top ten lists. Okay. Because of course that's like, where the hip songs are. They're all in the top ten, right? Well, who knows? You know, you go go to the right source. Who knows? You know, like <laughs> just so I stumbled upon them and I bought a couple of records and I love it. I yeah. love that record. I think no, it's a great record. That's that's cool. That's that's some weird freaky shit. I'll have to check that out. I'm gonna well um, go play some more John Darnielle. Uh, no, I'm gonna take it to a di- completely different groove here. Oh, come on now. Where are you going? I'm going. Uh, I'm going back into the '60s. I'm going to go a little blues, blues groove. Oh, come on now. You can't so, lose here. You can't, but you, you had mentioned on a previous show, and it, it caught my ear, and I made a note of it, that you were not familiar with Taj Mahal. Is that true? I mean, familiar with, but like, you know, not readily familiar with. I think you even oh, referred... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, totally unfamiliar with. You even referred to Taj Mahal as them, I believe, like as a band. Taj Mahal, okay, yeah. he's a dude. He is a dude. He is a blues man. Taj, oh, Taj Mahal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play something from his 
1968 rec- record called The Natural Blues. This is this is a song that got covered a bunch of times, including the Blues Brothers. Um, it's a classic, classic. Like copy. the Blues Brothers, you mean like the famous movie yeah. with Jack and Belushi? Yeah, yeah, they covered this song in that movie. He wrote it. He wrote it. He made the original. This is it. 1968, Taj Mahal. She caught the Katie and left me a mule to ride. Here you go. I'm a very ignorant man. <laughs> Taj Mahal, 
he sounds like a southern blues dude, but he was born in Harlem. He sounds like an old blues dude, but there he was only 26 when he recorded that tune. Is he still around? He's still around. Yeah, he still plays. He's he's um, he's younger than my mom. He's about 75, and he still plays shows. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was um, that was his second record from 1968. His first was his uh, self-titled release. That uh, that one came out a little later in '68, called the Natural Blues Classic Record, and it's it's got a lot of songs that sound like that, but it's got a lot of songs that like really kind of kick ass and rock too. Um, Does he play the harmonica on that too? Uh, I think he may. Yeah. Um, he is he's mostly a guitarist singer but i think he plays harmonica as well let me check um oh you don't have to check well i'll look um but yeah that's that's a really good record that's that's a record that you can find pretty cheaply too you can find you know five to ten dollars tops um and and you're you know who plays guitar on that song man no Rycooter? Uh no, close. Uh <laughs> um Al Cooper. Jesse Ed Davis? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Jesse Ed Davis. Jack, Jesse, you mentioned him last show. He plays yeah. the guitar. He plays guitar on that song. Um Oklahoma Rock. Yeah. Uh yeah, so so uh Taj plays harmonica, steel guitar, um and vocals, and your buddy Jesse Edwin Davis plays Tarn Piano, Al Cooper. That's just a good, good... Oh, rest him in, rest him in peace, oh, yeah. Jesse. Yeah, he would have yeah. died in about 88. Yeah. So, good good record. Check that one out. Um, you know, Ain't That a Lot of Love is another one that's, that's kind of a ripping rocker, blues rocker. Uh, but in the best... I take this to one of my home slice. I take it to a home slice. Yeah? This is a local one? Not local. Hull's local to me. Oh, Hull, England. Okay. Hull, He's running in Yorkshire. Second home. Right? Oh, I'd love, I'd, I wish so. <laughs> you know. in, in spirit. Second home. My dear friend Steve Cobby, off of his album Ever Living, is called Crabs. Clams. Clams, crabs, scallops, mollusks, corrected me wisely. Sorry, Steve. Thank you. 
Steve Cobby, he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have crabs, right? He has clams. He has clams. That's completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about the old uh, <laughs> misnaming of the song. That's okay. Know. Tell me about Steve. Tell me about Steve. He's a buddy. Steve was in a band called Fielder Brasilia that I uh, tour managed and sold T-shirts for oh, about fifteen years ago now, and. Uh, just a really good man from Holland, England. Yeah, no, that was that he makes was electronic cool. music. Yeah, how long has he been doing that? And twenty five years, pork wow. recordings. Yeah, they all sound like that. Is it? Uh, well, they're, they're, all over the map. Wide map-y. variety. Yeah. Like Day Class A records. You know, like you can check them out. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll check them out. That was that was cool. Kind of chill out music. Well, yeah, I gotta take us to the chill out room. You're taking us to the chill out room. I'm bringing us out of the chill out room, unfortunately. Are you really? Yeah. No, no, keep us in. No, I'm taking us out, man. I'm pulling us. I'm, I'm grabbing you by the throat, pulling you out of the chill out room. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, this is. I'm gonna grab some. I'm gonna grab some unsalted mixed nuts. Grab some unsalted mixed nuts. I'm gonna play a band that. you know, I, I don't know if they ever really got their due, but if they did, they kind of got it after, I think they got it after they broke up. They released a few seven inches when they were Do you think Unwound have gotten their due? No, no, no. I'm not playing Unwound. We already played Unwound, man. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, did Unwound get their just due? Oh. Like, that uh, was a great band. I don't know. I, I don't know if the world's ever really going to get completely get Unwound, like in the same way they would get. You know, a lot of the, you know, I I think Unwound, there have been some retrospective box set compilations where, you know, people revisited their career, and I think that's helped them. You can have 40 bucks for that. Well, I know, but I think it's helped them get attention. I think that they're now, they're, they're certainly not a forgotten band. There are some bands, I think, from that era that completely didn't get their due and are now forgotten, unjustly so. But uh, it's nice to see that Unwound has been, they've been getting some attention. They've been, they've been the subject. Great band, great live band. Yeah, the subject of some reissues and yeah, well-deserved. Um, but no, I'm talking, this is another band that's that's had some reissues. Um, I'm talking about the Oxford, England band, Tallulah Gosh. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. uh, you know they released a few seven inches, fifty third. Oh, I got third. some of those. They're yeah, good. I'm sure. Um, but I think they kind of didn't really get their just due. If they did it ever at all, it was after they broke up and and after Amelia Fletcher, the lead singer, went on to have some success with Heavenly, um, released some records on K, and then K put out a compilation of some of the Tallulah Gosh stuff. I'm gonna go deep. I mean, not deep necessarily in terms of the song, but I'm going to play different versions. I'm going to play a song from, not from one of their seven inches, not from one of those records, but I'm going to play a Peel Session. 
Whoa, okay. And this was recorded uh, a week ago, to the nearly to the day, a week ago. Wow, fresh. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> let me let me finish. A week, say, I've done peel a week ago to the day, thirty years ago. This was January eleventh, nineteen ninety. Sorry, nineteen eighty-eight. January eleventh, nineteen eighty-eight. Tallulah Gosh on the John Peel Show. This is "Be Your Baby," three songs pod. You want to be play with heavenly bob no no uh that's a shame never had the pleasure never had the pleasure i can imagine well that was too gosh but uh, of course amelia fletcher later went on to sing for heavenly uh, i can imagine they were very good live they were you know it's sad they, because they killed us they killed us they were they were always i thought mistakenly labeled as twee pop but like that is not that's not twee at all twee is like light in you know that's like kind of rocking, kick-ass, fast, quick, grab-you-by-the-throat kind of stuff. In fact... Oh, that John Darnell guy you played was Twee. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, I'm going to... Here, uh, this is almost like, if you can indulge another 75 minutes of... 75 minutes, 75 seconds of Tulu. 75 minutes of John, John Darnell would be torture. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Here's... here's 
I'm going to do... This is like their answer to being called Twee from the same Peel session. This is, I don't want to have to break your face. I mean, oh, this yeah, is like the opposite of Twee, right? Right? Tallulah Gosh? Yeah. To name a horse that? I don't want to have to break your face. Yeah, you <laughs> you should name it. You should breed a horse and name it Tallulah Gosh. This, this, oh, that'll cost me a lot of money. This song, this song Can I get is... This song is a uh, kick-ass. <laughs> uh, cue this one up the next time someone's coming at you on Twitter. I don't want to have to. Anyways, rest in peace, Dreaming of Anna. She's died today. Bless her heart. I know she did. Well, yeah, bless her heart. Let's yep. let's let's play this tune. This is we'll, for her. This is for yeah. Dreaming of Anna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to break your face. That's definitely not twee. That's not twee. I mean, it's like, yeah. why? how could anyone call that twee? Well, they must have had some twee songs along the line. I guess so, maybe. maybe. But they I had... mean, like, you know, like I was in a band that played a lot of twee songs. Yeah, I mean. Two geez. bands, three bands, four bands. That's Twee songs. That's right up there with uh, the broken talent, my God could beat up your God. I don't want to have to break your face is about the opposite of twee. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you made your argument. You made your anti-twee argument. <laughs> I I have. You know, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. We've we've finished the show, but I'm going to keep torturing you, man. You can drop if you want. I'm going to outro. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to outro with another Mountain Goat song. This is a cover. Do you, what do you think of Thin Lizzy? We played some Thin Lizzy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's the do, Irish band. The that's Irish right. Band. I'm gonna do John Darnielle. This is from. This is so. I, I, that last one, Tallulah Gosh, John. Hey, Jailbreak or something? Did you do a version of Jailbreak? No, they do. The boys are back in town. So, so. Okay. That, All right. Yeah. Th- this is this is live. Do you ever play on VPRO? Dutch radio. I don't know what that is. Is that du- a, a du- Europe a, thing? Yeah, d- yeah, yeah. Dutch radio. So, yeah. Dutch radio station. Yeah. Um. They they had a lot of bands play live. This was from September thirtieth, two thousand four. John, oh, we played a couple of a couple of really crappy songs on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've played on that. This is this is John doing. The boys are back in town. Thin Lizzy, and then he transitions into a little R. Kelly tune. So maybe you'll like this, or maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think. I think. I I don't even care what I think, Mike. That's all right. I like it, and I think some people listening will like it. So who cares what you think, Bob? 
We'll end it with yeah. this. We'll end it with this. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Bob. More Steve Cobby. Yeah, more Steve Cobby. Here we go. Mountain Goats. Guess who just got back today? Them wild-eyed boys that had been away Hadn't changed, hadn't much to say I still think those guys are great They were asking if you'd been around How you was, where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy The boys are back in town Boys are back in town You remember that chick that used to dance a lot? Every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she'd got Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot I mean, she was steaming Then that time over at Johnny's place this chick, she got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't want to know, forget her The boys are back in town I said, the boys are back in town Spread the word around Guess who's back in town Spread the word around Friday night they'll be dressed to kill Down at Dino's Bar and Grill The drink will flow and blood will spill And if the boys want to fight, you better let them That jukebox over in the corner Blasting out my favorite song The nights are getting warmer And it won't be long Won't be long till summer comes now that the boys are here again, the boys are back in town. I said the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. It's the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama rolling that body, got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun Crystal popping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere, as if the party was catered Bella's on my left, honey's to my right You put it both together, we gon' party all night, yeah
Tot slot van dit portret van de Mountain Goats hoorde hoe ze Boys Are Back in Town van Finn Lizzie coverde. Well, the Dutch, the Dutch DJ was the best part of the song. <laughs> 